Hello and welcome to How to Get Unstuck with Helen Thomas, the podcast that explores how and why you might be feeling stuck in your life, career or business and what to do about it. I'm your host, Helen Thomas, a career and business coach who supports professionals and business owners to think differently about what's possible, get unstuck and create a meaningful and successful working life they love. I've been stuck and I realized it's a common experience that can turn up in your life, your career, your relationships, personal growth or many other places often when you least expect it. But I want you to know this, being stuck isn't a permanent condition, it's a feeling and it can be changed. Join me each week as I speak with experts about their experiences with feeling stuck and the practical strategies they recommend to help you break free from uncertainty so you can get unstuck and create your unstoppable momentum. And now for today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of How to Get Unstuck. I'm your host, Helen Thomas, and today my guest is the person you need to know if you're struggling with the dreaded procrastination. Helen Ebden is a business and executive coach and the founder of the groundbreaking Take 15 program. Helen is a lifelong business owner who trained as a graphic designer and started her first business at 25. As her company grew, she found herself employing others to do the work she loved while she took on the new and unfamiliar responsibilities of business development, finance, marketing, and HR. As Helen readily admits, at that time, she knew everything about design, but very little about running a business. Her business was incredibly successful, but she was exhausted and stretched to her limits, and she was stuck. She says it felt like being on a treadmill she couldn't get off. She started to develop techniques and tools for managing her overwhelm. And when, 13 years ago, she transitioned her work to coaching, she discovered many other burnt out professionals and business owners who felt stuck, constantly racing against the clock, but not getting enough done. Helen became what she calls a time management expert who doesn't believe in time management. And I can't wait to unpack that a little bit more in a minute. (laughs) And she supports executives and business owners who are feeling stuck or bored in their work to take back control and move forward in a meaningful way. She developed the Take 15 program as a way to establish systems and structures that you need to support you to get unstuck and regain control of your day. It's the program she wishes existed when she was struggling. Take 15 is a daily practice that helps you to eliminate distractions and reset and reprioritize each day. Through Take 15, you'll feel more effective, more productive, and ultimately happier at work. Helen and I first met in the depths of the pandemic lockdowns. We bonded over our shared name, first and foremost, but also our many similar life experiences. We transitioned our connection off of Zoom and into real life catch-ups where we chat about everything from our Greek heritage to our business (laughs) challenges. I'm so looking forward to our conversation today and discovering more about what we can do when we're stuck getting stuff done. Helen Ebden, welcome to How to Get Unstuck. Thank you, Helen. What a fantastic intro. It's so, so lovely to be here and I'm so excited to be part of this 12-week podcast that you're doing. So exciting. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. I'm interested 
in starting with your experiences of feeling stuck. So you've been in business a long time and I know that's thrown up many different challenges along the way. So can you share with us a little bit about the situations and circumstances where you felt stuck? Yeah. Look, I think, you know, it's really interesting because as a business coach, I think I see this all of the time. And I think, you know, we might be really good technicians, so really, really good at what we do. So you might be really good at, you know, as an accountant or as a photographer or as a website developer or or whatever. But, you know, um, where where a lot of people get stuck is it's great to be really good at what they do, but can they actually sell themselves? And I think that's one of the things that comes up a lot for people is, you know, how do I do, how do I market myself? How do I get myself out there? What do I need to do? That kind of stuff. And that's kind of an area which where a lot of people do seem to get really stuck. As you said earlier, for me, it was around, you know, I was great at graphic design and then I found myself, you know, running a business that I knew nothing about. And what was interesting was despite my staff's belief that I had it all under control, I was silently struggling and I felt really challenged and I felt like an imposter. And, you know, I'd think that, you know, someone's going to come into my office any minute now and sort of knock on the door and say, you know, excuse me, what are you doing behind that desk? And that's because I think, you know, when you're running a business, you know, challenges and uncertainty are part of your every day. When you're working in a corporate world, you do get to a point after you've been there for a while where you kind of know the ropes, you kind of know you know, you know who to talk to, who who to not to talk to. You've got a, a weekly salary or fortnightly salary coming in. You know, you understand the projects, you understand the business, all that kind of stuff. When you're running a business, it's a completely different ball game. So, you know, if you're thinking about running a business and not expecting to have challenges and issues, then I think you're not being realistic. And so that was where you found yourself stuck, certainly the first time while you were in your graphic design business. Do you think there was anything that you could have done to better prepare yourself in terms of being a business owner? You know, I think it's one of those things that you kind of work it out as you go. Like there would never, you know, first and foremost, I never saw myself as being a business owner. It came about long story, you know, I took over a business that was really struggling and, you know, I grew that. So I didn't you know, I never thought, you know, hey, when I start running a business, I need to do X, Y, Z. It was like I was in a situation where I needed to work it out as I as I went. And that's what I mean, you know, I like there were so many situations. I intimately got to understand procrastination because there were so many instances, so many, you know, opportunities to procrastinate um, because I didn't know how to do stuff and I had to learn along the way. I don't look back at that time and go, it was a terrible time. I look back at that time and go, that was that all needed to, to happen in order for me to be who I am today, you know, yeah. and I'm glad of, of that time. Yeah. Um, but I learned so much about myself. Yeah, you know? and yeah. certainly that's a bit of a recurring theme that, Sometimes you need to get stuck in order to work things out. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what I mean, you know, it's not predictable. And, and you know, in business every day, you know, you're doing things, you know, any anyone that's listening to this, if you're a business owner, I can guarantee that you're not doing the same thing every day, every day, every day. And yeah. so, um, you know, there will be challenges every day that, that are really, you know, pushing you and sometimes pushing you outside your comfort zone. So... And that's just being, you know, I say to people sometimes, if you're not willing to to do that, then stay where you are in the corporate world. 
you know, because business is about being challenged on a daily basis. Yeah. So as I mentioned in the intro, you started your career as a graphic designer. You eventually sold that business and you transitioned into the field of business and executive coaching. So tell us a little bit about how that happened. How did it come about and what drove that transition for you? Yeah, I started my first business, sold that, and then started a second business and then sold that. So I had 17 years of running two graphic design and direct marketing agencies with full-time staff. And in those days, the only real assistance that there was was an accountant and I had someone that came in and did the invoicing so you know in terms of the admin side of things obviously you had full-time staff that were doing you know graphic design and artwork and things like that so in those days there weren't there wasn't anyone that could actually assist me on a day-to-day level in fact I remember I I had a a situation where um, one of my staff was causing or costing me a lot of money making lots of mistakes and I was beside myself. I was really anxious about it because, you know, it was a small business and, you know, you don't want to be losing money. And I remember ringing work cover. Um, That was the only assistance that I really could, you know, that I had to try and help me. So I became a coach because I wanted to have someone like me, a business coach, come into my business, sit down with me and help me through the day-to-day. That would have been an incredible support. So um, I decided that's what I wanted to do for other people. So when I sold the second business, I uh, went and uh, did some training as a business coach and was certified. And yeah, I did that because I wanted to be able to help people because I knew what it felt like and Mm. how isolating it felt and how difficult it felt trying to do it all by myself. So yeah. And do you think that's still as common now that a lot of, you know, certainly you know, solo entrepreneurs or people starting out try to kind of hold on to everything or be trying to do everything themselves? I think that's definitely the case, but there's so many more people out there that can actually assist. So I think if you're holding on to stuff and doing it all yourself, then, you know, it's creating your own, you know, issues, challenges. But the difference these days is that there are you know, people that can help you with your marketing. There's, you know, HR people. There's, you know, there's lots of different avenues for business owners. And if they're looking, um, they can find that kind of assistance. And a lot more people are realizing that having a business coach, someone that they can talk to. And I know with a lot of my clients, what they really enjoy is just having someone to brainstorm with, you know, hey, this has happened with a client or this is happening with a staff member. And, you know, and we brainstorm ideas and, and that support, just that sort of, you know, having someone to bounce ideas off with is really valuable for yeah. a lot of clients, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, there's so many small businesses in Australia, but as you say, it's a fairly recent phenomenon that we have both business coaches but also, you know, business communities, so like-minded businesses kind of grouping together to share their experience and things so it's 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 kind of interesting that small business in Australia was so productive for so long without a lot of that support there's a lot of people who obviously just worked it out on the job and worked out what they were doing did you, yeah. before you transitioned to coaching, did you actually work with a coach yourself? No, but when, when I actually was um, qualified as a, as a business coach, I decided that I wanted to to have a business coach or have a coach um, because I wanted to experience what that was like yeah. 
for myself. And that was a, a, a really fantastic, I mean, it was a really memorable opportunity. And the person that I worked with was, was brilliant. She was fantastic. And that kind of gave me an idea of what um, my clients would be feeling like, you know, um, you know, working through their own goals. And yeah, so yeah, that's what I did. And it was great. Yeah, it was valuable. Yes, of course. So let's talk a little bit about procrastination. You've already mentioned that you discovered as a business owner, you discovered the world of procrastination. I, it's also something I'm pretty familiar with. Um, and, and it is a really common place that people, not just business owners, but people find themselves stuck. You know, you know, you actually want to do something. You, you want to, you know, be working on that project or building your business or, you know, thinking about whatever it is you want to do in your life, get fit anything, Mm. but you kind of keep putting it off or you find other things to do. So why do you think it is that we do that? I think probably, you know, I sort of thought about this because I, you know, I knew it was something that you wanted to talk about. And I think probably one of the key things and first things that I would do is to ask myself, what am I being motivated by? Is it something that I really, really want to do for myself? Or is it something that I think I should do or someone else thinks I should do? So if it's something that you really, really want to do, then it's intrinsic. If it's something that, you know, you think other people want you to do or you should do, then it's extrinsic. So you're going to be much more successful at doing something if it's intrinsic. It's something that you really, really want to do. If I may, I'll give you a bit of an example. I, you know, exercise has been one of those things that, Oh my God, me and exercise, you know, we're not friends. Same. <laughs> and um, so off and on, you know, been to the gym, you know, done different things, but it's just not something that I go, hey, I really want to get out there and exercise. But I remember a few years ago looking at my mum and realising that she was only 24 years older than me. So up until then, exercise was something that I felt that you know, everyone told me I needed to do or I should do. Yeah, so extrinsic. So when I realized, when I looked at my mum and realized that she was only 24 years older than me, I thought to myself, you know, is that how I want to be when I get older? Because she was, she was out and about in the garden and whatever, but she was just, you know, um, not physically fit and um, wasn't really strong. And when I realized that, I thought to myself, that's what I, I realized I had to reframe that whole idea about exercise and um, turn it into something that was important to me. And, you know, just having that realisation, I realised, you know, it was important to me because I didn't want to end up like my mum. So, you know, asking yourself, is it intrinsic or is it extrinsic? And if it's extrinsic, reframing it so it's something that you should, that you really want to do for yourself is going to really help you through that procrastination. The other um, three key things that I'd be looking at is, A, is it too big? Is it something that you've not done before and is there uncertainty and fear around it? So if it's too big, you know, it needs to be broken down. And I know I'm assuming other guests that you've had on would have spoken about that. So break it down into small, realistic and achievable steps. If you've not done before, then I I say to you, look for an expander. And what I mean by looking for an expander is look for someone Um, that you can talk to who has done it before. Because if you can be around people that have done it before, you're more likely to see that it's possible for you. And then the other thing is around fear and uncertainty. It's about, yes, the mindset. But again, you know, one of the things that I talk about or think about is 
you know, breaking it down into small achievable steps. And I do that using mind mapping. Yeah. Um, you know, get it out of your head and onto paper because when you see it on paper, sometimes what happens is you think it's not as big as you thought it was going to be and you can see it on paper, you can see perspective. And again, break it down into small realistic steps. And the other thing I'd say is if you're procrastinating about something and have been for a long time and find yourself under the doona with the covers over your head, then I'd go go and speak to someone. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, I do want to say that I believe procrastination is totally normal. And sometimes we just need to give ourselves that time to think through a problem, think through a challenge, think through to a solution. And it's not something that's bad. You know, I think, you know, that whole idea of procrastination, it being bad, is yeah. like crazy you know um, sometimes it's just part of the process and we need to procrastinate to get to the other side yeah oh I I like that yes and I I definitely love the idea of the expander I might come back to that in a sec so I will just say that this podcast came out of a mind map that I did in one of your (laughs) sessions so So there you go the power of the the power of the mind map yeah. Yeah. So I really love that. So let's just, I just want to kind of peel the onion a little bit on this. So firstly, the intrinsic extrinsic, and I, I totally agree that that should, I talk about like yeah. trying to remove the word should from the way we talk about things, because the minute you say I should be doing that, it suggests that somebody else wants you to do it or that you think you should do it to meet someone yeah. else's expectations. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's your own, but yeah. you know, yeah. it's that. So Yes, I love that. So extrinsic, obviously, meaning anybody outside of us, and then that bringing that back to something that you want, but recognizing also that sometimes we might want something Mm. and be motivated to do it, but we still end up kind of procrastinating. So then what's that about? And I like the way you've stepped us through that, you know, taking, breaking it down into smaller parts, because sometimes the overwhelm is just too much. You know, I think it's, and particularly, as, as you said earlier, and we often come back to that analogy of fitness or health is that it can suddenly feel incredibly overwhelming to go from a baseline of zero to where yeah. you want to be. And so then you think, well, that's going to take a long time. So it doesn't really matter if I don't start today, I can start tomorrow <laughs> or next week or whenever it is. And so then the expander. So let's talk, I mean, I love this idea. So this is about looking around for examples yeah. of people possibly like you or people who have done it is that is that what you recommend Um, so you know if you've never if you've you know you've worked in the corporate world and you've all um, this is a silly example but anyway um and always wanted to open a cake cake you know a cupcake shop yeah then and you don't know anyone in your family or any of your friends that's ever opened a cake a cupcake shop I should just say cake shop let's go cake (laughs) let's go cake shop then you know you're probably finding it difficult to imagine yourself doing it so if you were to find someone that's actually done it before that's what I refer to as an expander so they're expanding your view yeah expanding um, your possibilities or showing you the possibilities then and you know if you were to spend some time with them have some chats with them whatever that kind of thing then you know you can start to see the possibilities and again this is the same thing about breaking it down because you know when it's in our head it can become really really big 
But by finding someone that you can talk to about it and you can ask them questions and you can be really curious, then it sort of um, breaks it down and starts to make it a bit more realistic. And from there, that, that might be a really good, you know, point to kind of then move forward with, you know, okay, I'm going to mind map it, I'm going to break it down, I'm going to, you know, into really, really small realistic steps and I'm going to start with the first one and I'm going to make sure it's an easy one. Yeah. And what I believe is, you know, I've, I've got a model that I um, refer to called you and your goal. I'll see if I can explain it to you because it's a real visual thing, but I'll see if I can do it by words. Think it through. So if I was to ask you to um, organise a goal like, you know, going to Fiji and you had the funds to do it and you had the time, would that be a difficult goal for you to do? Probably not. Yeah, so probably not. And the reason is because other pe- you've seen other people do it. Um, you can easily pick up a phone call to a travel agent. You can Google online, whatever. So a goal like, um, you know, taking some time off and having a holiday in Fiji is within your comfort zone. It's who you are and it's part of what you know. Now, let's do the, the cake shop, right? <laughs> Um, imagine you're in the corporate world and you think to yourself, I really want to, you know, start my own cake shop because I love baking and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, you don't know anyone that's done it before. You don't have any friends that have done it before. So that goal is outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Now, if you're feeling excited at the prospect of starting a cake shop, but also uncertain and doubtful at the prospect of opening up a cake shop that's because that thing that you're wanting is a major goal and it's outside your comfort zone right so the reason that you're feeling uncomfortable and uncertain is because it's outside your comfort zone so what we need to do is we need to create a bridge between where you are and your comfort zone and we need to break it down into small and realistic steps yeah now when you start So what I say to people is don't focus on the major goal. Use that as inspiration because the moment you're focusing on the the big goal, your uncertainty and your fear and your doubts come up. So let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the first step. So we do the first step, you get that done. Second step, get that done. You get halfway and all of a sudden you're going to feel a bit more confident because the steps have been familiar and you're starting to see a path forward. Now what happens when you actually achieve that goal is all of a sudden it's actually in your comfort zone. Yeah. So have you ever had that situation where you've gone for a goal that's been really, really big, achieved it and felt like it's nothing? The reason that it feels like it's nothing is because it's now in, inside your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. And what we do as humans is we fail to acknowledge, oh, my God, I've achieved a really big goal because it feels like nothing, and then we go for something else yeah. and another big goal, and we just keep going and going. Yeah. So coming back to if you're feeling uncertain because you're terrified, you know, it's a risk financially or it's a risk emotionally or whatever, and you're also excited at the prospect of doing it, then it's because it's outside your comfort zone. Yeah, and I love yeah. that you've also picked up on a couple of other things that I do talk about quite a lot too. One is like having that vision but not letting that vision sort of overwhelm you. So yeah. knowing that you've got a target or a place to aim for but then bringing it back to those really micro steps that sometimes can also be like little micro experiments. So just going and talking to somebody who runs a cake shop to understand (laughs) what the, you know, how does it work? What does a day look like? 
because you might at that point suddenly feel a whole lot less excited once you've actually yeah. spent a day. Or you might come away thinking, oh, my God, this is absolutely what I want to be doing. The problem is, as you've rightly pointed out, is a lot of people think I'm doing this job and all of a sudden I'm going to own a cake shop and it's like one step. But it's, of course, never one step. And then it it feels very heavy because it's also Mm -hmm. weighted with risk as well because you've got that, well, what if it all goes wrong? What if I hate it? hate it. I talk to people a lot about that. They'll say, what if I make a change and I hate it? Mm. So it's like, well, how can we make this a step-by-step process so that by the time you get it exactly as you've said, you know it's what you want. You've been working towards it. You've been taking the steps. I love that. Feeling trapped, unhappy or bored with your work? Imagine finally figuring it all out and designing a career that works for you on your terms. If you're done waiting, wishing and hoping for the right next move to magically appear, it's time to take back control of your professional story. Get clear on what you want, feel confident about your decisions and achieve your version of success. Recharge Your Career is a self-paced online program for professionals and business owners who are fed up feeling stuck and want to design a working life that feels meaningful and successful. This is the program you need to start thinking differently, kickstart your mojo and up-level your working life. Don't waste any more time. Let's create a career you'll love. Head to rechargeyourcareer.com.au to get started today. So so then in terms of the procrastination and the time management and being an expert in time management who doesn't believe in time management. Such an expert. (laughs) I'm curious, I guess, as to what led you to kind of focusing on this problem to solve? I think when I started business coaching, I became involved in a networking organisation called BNI. And as part of that, we would have one-to-ones with, you know, the other members of the chapter. And they were all business owners. And, you know, what I found was that they were saying all of the same things that I felt when I was running my business. Like, you know, I get to the office with all these great intentions, you know, and I never seem to get anything done. I'm really struggling to manage my workload, all of that stuff about, you know, so distracted, I get, you know, so many questions all day that I just can't seem to sit down and get my work done, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought to myself, you know, this is really familiar because it's exactly how I felt when I was running my two businesses. And so I decided that I'd sort of put together a bit of a pilot program and I asked for 10 volunteers and ended up with 15. And then I had two weeks to put together Take 15. And I'm really good with a deadline. (laughs) I really need deadlines. And so I did that and um, ran the first um, program just as a trial pilot sort of program. And people really, really loved it. And then I just kept going from there. I know you and I have discussed this in the past, but obviously there are lots of different offerings out there that are about time management, some of which I've tried, not very successfully. Why do you think that Take 15 works where potentially other kind of time management options don't? Probably two things. One of the things that we really talk about in Take 15 are the myths around productivity and time management. So that's what the the, the, um, key thing. The other thing is Take 15 is a 15-minute system. So I'm not aware of anyone else 
with a, a, a system like a 15-minute system in that way. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are experts or specialists in time management productivity and they have lots of tips and quick fixes and tricks, which is great. You know, um, how do I handle my emails? You know, how do I handle stuff? questions whatever but you know what take 15 is and and why I love take 15 and why I think it's really really valuable is because it's a 15 minute system you go through five key steps one of which is mind mapping on a daily basis all it takes is 15 minutes and it really sets you up for the whole day and um, you know that 15 minutes tends to the benefits of of that tend to continue throughout the day so it's it's a package as opposed to tips and tricks which you can Google, anyone can Google that kind of stuff. And I think because it's a system, it sticks. Yeah. Um, It's not bits and pieces. And I think that's the reason that, you know, that it is really valuable. Yes, definitely. I I like to, as you said, you focus not just on the, not just on how, but on the kind of why or the myths around it as well. Yeah, yeah. So can I ask you, do you still feel stuck sometimes? Absolutely. You know, who doesn't? (laughs) You know, if if someone says, it's like, you know, when you say to people, you know, do you argue as a couple? And if someone goes, no, we don't argue, I go, well, hello. (laughs) You know, you're living with someone, you're not going to argue. I mean, how realistic is that? So, but I think what I feel is comfort these days and peace of mind. And I think it's because, you know, I don't want to brag or anything, but the system does that for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm human, I'm normal, I procrastinate. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think, would you just, would you sort of, without putting words in your mouth, say that, I guess these days it's about having the tools or recognizing the signs first, maybe, and then implementing. The tools that you have available yeah I think you know once you realize that you're procrastinating mind map it yeah that's what I'd say just mind map it and the reason I say that is because we can hold information in our heads but we can't sort it yeah and if there's something that you really really want to do and it's swimming around and swimming around in your head and all you're doing is thinking about it then what you realize is you're not actually doing anything and it's in actioning things that you can make things possible. So the first step is just get a piece of paper, get your colored texters from, you know, primary school or whatever, or go and buy some from Officeworks and sit down and actually mind map, you know, whatever that challenge is. I mean, I still mind map pretty much every second day. You know, if I'm having a challenge and I'm not quite sure of a direction with a client or you know, my marketing or, you know, I'm writing a book at the moment, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm really struggling writing a chapter, I'll sit down and mind map it. It's just get it out of your head onto paper and you can, and the clarity that that brings. Yeah. And there's brain science around that. And that's one of the things that we do really focus on in um, Take 15, the brain science around, you know, getting stuff out of your head and why it's important to get it out of your head and put it onto paper. Did that answer your question? Yeah. No, it absolutely did. And as you were talking, it just occurred to me too that of course, mind mapping being such a visual thing is really tying a neat bow on the fact that, you know, you're a designer at heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you obviously have that visual creative sense anyway. So yeah. for those of us, so some people might steer away from mind mapping because of the fact that they feel like, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not very visual. What would you say to those people? I would say, and, you know, it's really interesting. I've had people in Take 15 that go, you know, don't want a mind map. And I just say, look, just give it a go. Be open and be curious and just see what happens. 
But the other thing I just also want to say is, um, you know, for many, many years, because I learned how to do mind mapping, I think, in the 80s, and I loved it. But I had drawers and drawers of mind maps that didn't ever go anywhere. And so what I think is really important is to mind map. But then, um, and what, I've, what, I, what we do in Take 15 is we move it forward into an action list. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's great to mind map, but then it's like take that information and actually do something with it and implement it. Um, and again, you know, start off with the easy stuff. You know, so my process is to mind map and then I see it all on paper. I look over it and I decide, you know, what it is, you know, what, you know, if I delete something and go, you know, I don't really want to do that, that's fine. And then I, you know, get my textures and I highlight the, the key things and then I prioritize them from most important to least important or the first thing that I want to do to the last thing that needs to be done towards this thing and break it down like that. So a mind map is just a pretty picture but you need to take it further yeah. and, and create an action list or something like yeah. that. So it's a stepping stone, if you will, Absolutely. Kind of working yeah. out where to start on the steps. Now, I always like to ask for one practical tip. I, I might be guessing what yours might be, but so before we finish up, can you share one practical tip, step or action that you'd give to someone who, if they were to say to you that they're feeling stuck today, whether it's in life generally or in business or work? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's probably to sort of really question, is it just part of the process? And is it just part of, you know, getting from A to B? And, you know, not to give yourself too much of a hard time about it, but just kind of be curious and, and ask yourself the motivation question, is it extrinsic or intrinsic? Do I need to reframe it? Is it too big? Is it unfamiliar? You know, do I need to go and speak to someone? Do I need to mind map? You know, what is it that I just be really, really curious around it? But don't, you know, don't don't spiral down into, you know, feeling really bad and because all of that does is it makes it worse. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, really look into it. Why am I why am I procrastinating? You yeah. know, what what's going on here? So if you would like to learn more about Helen and in particular about her next lot of Take 15, you can head to helenebden.com.au or you can connect or fo- with her or follow her on LinkedIn or Instagram. And I will include Helen's details and a link to Take 15 in the show notes. It's been lovely, as always, to chat with you today, Helen, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Helen. It's been really lovely chatting to you as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Chat to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Get Unstuck with Helen Thomas. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights to help you break free from whatever might be holding you back from creating a life you love. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and share with friends who might need a boost. Your support means the world to me. You can find out more about me at my website, helenthomas.com.au or connect with me on LinkedIn at Helen L. Thomas or on Instagram at helenthomasau. Remember, feeling stuck is a feeling, not a fact. And the journey to getting unstuck is a shared one. Together, we can create unstoppable momentum. Until next week, keep dreaming big, thinking differently and moving forward.